Thank you for listening to the Hops and Hooves, a humanity podcast. We're a couple of board-certified behavior analysts living in Oregon. I like beer. Sam likes horses. Put it all together, Hops and Hooves, a podcast where we can share our snarky perspectives on life, beer, animals, and applied behavior analysis. We are back. I mean, we are now. Guess who's back? <laughs> Dropping shit. Nope. The puppy's back. <laughs> That's the pup, back. puppy's back. That's for sure. We uh, changed location again. We are now in the garage with loud puppy, puppy. dog. Well, and I can't. This poor puppy is so obsessed with me that I have no other choice because he won't survive. Like he thinks <laughs> he won't survive if I'm not somewhere within his. Oh goodness his, uh, Immediate eyesight. I have to try not oh. to move around too much. Would Microphones he? are like. Sensitive today. Was he? Was he? He's just snacking on chicken bone. What are you doing, Squish? <laughs> that time I had to play fetch the other day. Oh, he's, maybe he's going to fetch a chicken. No, he doesn't know what to do. He just caught one right now and was like, I'm not sure what to do with this. So he just <laughs> I let know, go. No, like, I have no okay, idea what we're doing. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah. uh, welcome back to Hops and Hooves, the Humanity Podcast. This is our attempt at being human beings consistently. Yeah, we said in the last episode... Well, you said in the last episode that we were going to stick to a schedule. And I... here we are trying trying to, but the world... Oh, God. Okay. I need, to, I need to backtrack on something. Yeah. Yeah, you do. So I said in our last episode that there were no natural disasters. We made it through the year. Fucking. <clears throat> you had to say it out loud. And then we had... I don't know, what would you call that? Goddamn ice storm. We couldn't leave our My whole driveway was a sheet of ice. My <laughs> it was pretty bad. My pigs were ice skating in the pasture. It was definitely an, uh, yeah, my, uh, the goats were yeah. in the in the yard. Literally, they'd get, get up to the top of the hill, and then they would skate back yeah. down in yeah. slippers, chickens sliding all over I the place. Think, and... Now that you've reminded me, I think I have a video of Orwell trying to walk on a sidewalk, <laughs> and he's just skating all over the place and falling down, and he looks so concerned. Oh, so, okay. yeah, Eric needs to... Take that shit back. So I'm taking it back. And then I said to him, you had to say it out loud, didn't you? And he's like, did I say it? And I was like, yeah. And I said, how dare you say that out loud? And he goes, did you? Yes, I'm pretty sure it's on recording. <laughs> Stop that now. So, yeah. So my apologies for... So Eric uh, is the reason for the ice storm. Oh, well. All Eric's fault. I mean, my bad. Yeah. I will try not to do that again. I feel like in our defense, isn't that why we didn't record last weekend? Because, you know, we couldn't leave. Probably. Like, I, I couldn't leave my yeah, driveway. Was, was it I, last weekend? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was right before Christmas. I couldn't. I drive a truck, a big truck, and I couldn't get it out of my driveway. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It it reminded me of, like, those Texas ice storms where just, like, everything just shuts down. Like, the whole Dallas everything. area metroplex is just, like, completely just would shut down for, like, three days mm. because and of the ice. It's kind of like that here. think that, you know, Oregonians would be maybe a little prepared slash used to it. No, just everything was pure ice. Yeah. They're they're like, like, don't they, know. They, you know, they don't want to like treat the roads because you know, like, it ruins everything. <laughs> I get it. I mean, protect the earth. I get it. Sure. But at the same time, it really shuts everything down for <laughs> right. a while, right before yeah. Christmas. Right. Um. So anyway, like yeah. I said, welcome back. Uh, sorry for the disaster. <laughs> um, we are your hosts. I'm Eric. And I'm Sam. Also, funny that my middle name is Storm. Maybe I'm the reason for the storm. I mean, you've been carrying some karma. I listen. I'm telling you, I have. I was obviously a terrible person in my last seven lives because my karmic energy is very poor. I mean, you have relatives that were burned at the stake. So, I have more you know, than one heretic. Did I tell you that? Yeah. 
Yeah, so there's two yeah. heretics on my mom's side and the first king of Scotland on my dad's side, mm. which I'm sure they killed a lot of people. So, you know, I yeah. feel like it makes sense. I mean, they're just passing on that heretic gene. Yeah. yeah. Every time I say to somebody, because they'll ask and I say, oh, yeah, one of my one of my relatives was the first person burned on the cross by Mary Queen of Scots for being a heretic. They look at me with that, like, everything makes sense now. Mm. And also, I'm a little terrified. Though. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's fair. Could, could be your fate. Yeah. I mean, we may go back to those times, you know. Um, we all know if a handmaid's tale comes, I will be dead within forty-five seconds <laughs> because someone would be like, "Do this," and I'd be like, "Go fuck yourself." And yeah, then, yeah. you know, I can see that. Yeah, I can definitely yeah, see yeah, that. Would be great. Well, in order to um, hopefully change your karma a little bit, I brought you a present. Did you know I like presents? I did. Presents make me. So happy. I don't know if I talked about this in the last episode, but you know, this past year I got into the uh, goat milk soap making business mm-hmm. obsessively. There's so much soap and it's so pretty. Yeah. Um, and so I have some bars. These are some sample bars of goat milk soap. What flavors aren't flavors? flavors. Why do we always call them flavors? They're tasty flavors. So this mm-hmm. one, this one is cedar wood. Okay. This one is uh, rose. Okay. And this one is probably your favorite. It's chocolate orange. Oh my god, give it to me. Christmas <laughs> is my favorite time of the year. Uh, when I say it's a present, it's probably a little bit more of an intervention. Because oh God, let's good. let's face reality, we kind of need to clean up that. a little bit. You saying you need too many chocolate oranges? No, I'm saying you need to clean up a little bit. Oh, you know, dirty. just funk. I just took a shower. I washed my hair. Well, I got you some soap just to make sure. <laughs> it smells so good. I mean, everyone's been kind of saying, Eric, you need to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so here's some soap. Here's some soap. Yeah. Now go wash your Yeah, go, go wash yourself. Go smell like it chocolate orange. amazing. Um, and it's funny because... I only like Christmas time because they sell chocolate oranges at the store and mm. I like buy them by the case full. Well, now you can have chocolate orange year round. Do you think I'm going to want to like eat my own arm? You might want to. You might taste mind. delicious. Totally delicious. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally delicious. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah. Pleasure. So, you know, we, uh, you know, we got into the goat business. We did. We did. And, uh, the and then, you know, Bambi got pregnant mm-hmm. and had a little baby. Who's not so little no more. Who's big and fat and fluffy now. He's, wow, six months old now. Is he really? Yeah. That's wild. As of tomorrow. What's his name? Nostradamus? Gal- Galileo. Galileo. I don't know why. Like Galile- the next one? No, Galileo the goat. He has his own Instagram. That's right. He does. Yeah. He follows me. Yeah. Every now and then he'll like things. And I'm like, Galileo mm-hmm. the goat, you don't have thumbs. <laughs> hey, all you need is two hooves. I guess. That's all you need. How? Look, that, look, that goat is has quite the dexterity. Obviously. I mean, he does I mean, jump you can see goats like... Running up sheer cliffs. Those are mountain goats, not like I sit at home. And okay, eat but he definitely got some mountain goat in him because he can scale just about anything. I mean, his mom is Bambi, and she's she's always been pretty legit. Remember, she used to jump like straight up on top. Yeah, of yeah. Well, now she's head. legit pregnant again. I know. She's probably like, "Fuck this." And place. she's uh, she's due. Wow, just a little over a month. Is it soon? Yeah. Like the, like, the like the second week of February. I am not putting my arm in a goat vagina. Well, I mean, you may have to. Well, I don't. Okay, so here's my problem. I'm a really bad friend. I don't do anything at nighttime. Like, you can't wake me okay, up. Okay, we can't guarantee it's going to be no, nighttime. I'm, just I know, just I know. last time was. I'm just letting you know that, like, you can't wake me up. So, like, if you call at midnight, <laughs> there's not a chance in hell that I will hear it and wake up. So, like, uh, we need a I will drive down man. to your friggin' house and pound on your door. I think my dogs might kill you. <laughs> they love me. Once they figured out who you are. Before that, like even after they, after they bite a leg yeah, off or something. She was yeah. like, "What is this?" Hackles <laughs> it up all kinds of shit. Anyways, so yeah. So um yeah, so enjoy that. So um, 
just so everyone knows, I mean, I've got tons of soap. Mm -hmm. And we do have an Etsy shop. It's just mm -hmm. not quite up and running yet because I'm waiting for like the bank thing to clear well, through. Yeah, I didn't get a card yet. Um, and so once that goes through, then it's going to go up on the shop. Mm -hmm. And it all goes to, you know, Hops with Humanity. Who just took in two cats. Who just took in two cats mm -hmm. and possibly a third. Mm -hmm. um, and the cats are so cute. They are very cute. And I'm not a cat person by any stretch of the imagination, but they are cute cats. They're very sweet. They are. And so we're taking care of them mm -hmm. due to a family tragedy. Mm -hmm. It's so sad. Um, but they're finding a living here for a couple of days. And but we're going to have to get them vetted and such, probably. Yeah. Neutered. Mm -hmm. Well, the little one, yeah. yeah. The older one, I think, is already... Fixed. Oh, yeah. yeah, they came from the. Well, that one came from SPCA, but right. the younger one did not. That's true. It's still like a baby. Baby. So, anyhow. Okay. Anyway. So that's kind of my quick little update, and no, that was congratulations on your new soap. Okay. Well, thank you. Congratulations <laughs> on your new soap making ability. Well hey, done. you know, learning skills, that's adapting, right. learning, and incorporating the things that I learn and the things that we do, and making it all. I don't know Flow what's together. the word. Interconnected. I do this thing, Lindsay. I do this thing now where I have over a hundred year old dictionaries mm. and I take the pages out and I paste them to map board and then I watercolor on them. And they look really pretty. Thanks. I actually uh framed one and gave it to my mom oh. for Christmas. Nice. So yeah. I mean, eventually apparently I'll sell some of those. I don't know, maybe not. And we have a bunch of coasters and stuff that we oh still haven't God, like so put up for sale, things. but like right. um so yeah. Um now, I'm going to hold off on my beer. I have one, but I think maybe let's get on to the topic we were going to talk about today. And then that. we can like finish off with the beer like we did last time. Let's do this. What are we uh, talking about today? So today, tell me, explain it to me. In so we had a little incident, a minor incident uh, earlier this year with a um, problematic company, which we were doing business with. Um, it really did not end very well. Nope. It probably could have ended well. But um, it could have ended better. It could have ended better. <laughs> it was going to end, but it could have ended better. And um, the reason it ended so poorly was because I am a dumb woman. I mean, put it bluntly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Duh. You had to exist and be a, a woman, a person that has words <clears throat> and opinions. Yeah, and and, and actually thoughts. and actually share them. And I share them out loud. Yes. <laughs> so uh, there's a. I, I like to use the term special sauce. <laughs> Eric, you tell. Why do, why do you use that term special sauce? What, what does that mean exactly? I don't um, think I know. Well, actually, I want you to tell the story because <laughs> I just like using the term special sauce because it, it just me it makes me, it makes me laugh because <laughs> it just is what it is. Um, uh, so anyway, there's uh, these interactions with the company this, that we were working with and you weren't really in the first conversations with, no, with this company. No, I only um, get involved if I have to. <laughs> well, ever. And so, um, you know, you know how things kind of go, like uh, things kind of go back and forth. You know, we have this problem. Well, it's your fault. No, it's really your fault. Uh, okay, we're going to kick it up to the next level. And then the next level, the person gets involved. And then things still don't get resolved. How do I make this stop? <laughs> we're not even there yet. I know. Um, and then, you know, it's, uh, okay, well, now we're going to get up to the next level. And then next thing you know, you've got company uh, owners or lead executives involved, right? Mm -hmm. And so 
enter Sam. Um, why don't you give us the? I'm I'm being very vague about it. You are, but I, um, and I I'm want you to give to the remember, details. Because there's a key some key parts that are hilarious that I feel need to be brought up. It was actually um, when it it got hilarious. Actually, once it got to the executive level, it right? did. So mainly because um, I'm the bitchier one. Like I don't do real well with people bullying people who work for me or with me. That is mm -hmm. like not something that I tolerate at any level of the business. Um, and this company had not met their contractual obligations by any means at all. Yeah, not even I, close. No, I mean, they were they were highly negligent. and Their lack of effort gave us more work to do. Yes. I mean, um, to the point where our company was actually in jeopardy because of yes. the actions of the this, inactions, the, really. Their inactions of this company. Yep. Well, actually, their actions, too, because their actions were actually, um, I don't know what the word, what the word is, but... I don't I mean, they they were covering up the fact that they weren't doing their yeah, job. Yeah, their incompetence. Mm -hmm. So I think I got involved because poor Beth was trying to uncover, figure out what, how they had managed to not do what they didn't do and what needed to happen instead. And they were, were refusing to provide us with information, transparency about like, you know, processes, processes and mm -hmm. procedures, um, which in my world is a no-go because for the most part, things should be transparent. That's how we best communicate. That's how we best interact. That's how we make sure that things are headed in the right direction, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And you know, I'm not a, I'm not an expert in billing or counting finance. Nope. Um, my thought, and, and I'm saying, I'm clear that I'm stating this as a person who doesn't fully understand. However, that being said, I don't think there's like any special like process or um, manner which is proprietary to accounting uh, yeah. that um, if you a certain company is doing this and they that gives them an edge over other companies in their billing processes. So particularly when you're speaking about like state federal funds, there's um, one way to do it. And that's the way the state slash feds tell you to do it. Yes. There's a, you don't really get to wiggle that. I don't know mm -hmm. if anyone knows mm -hmm. this, but like you can't negotiate state and federal contracts. Like you get DMAP mm -hmm. rates, you know, all of those things. So the simple question of, hey, can you walk me through what your process looked like that got us here? And what can we do to make sure this doesn't happen again? Should be a pretty simple question. Right. Right. Um, so I ended up asking them for just like an analysis of how it went wrong and how we could make sure it didn't happen again in an effort to maintain the relationship we had because we thought at the time that that was best. Um, and I, I didn't get one and I didn't get one. I finally like made up a root cause analysis template and I filled it out with our piece and just mm -hmm. left their piece blank. And mm -hmm. was like, can you just fill this basic information just fill it in? out? I just need some sort of documentation for my own internal audits that say, Here's how $175,000 went just missing, right? Um, and I don't think, it, I mean, I, I want to say executive of said company, but I'm not even sure what his um, level was, responded back with uh, a very specific email. Um, and I'm just trying to find it so that I don't misquote. So this person, executive-wise, uh, scheduled a meeting for me with someone else that they weren't going to attend. It was like, oh, mm -hmm. so-and-so, you're going to meet with, with Sam on this day at this time to discuss mm -hmm. this. And I was like, so here's here's the thing. No, 
Uh, that's not how this works, my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, um, do you know my calendar? Yeah. Uh, do you have access? Are you aware that like you don't actually want me in any of those meetings? Trust me, that's not a good idea. So I had to respond back and say, no, that's not a thing that's happening. This is something that needs to be figured out with Beth and Rachel. However, this is me putting you on notice that I'm now involved and we're going to get an end to this. And that end is not going to be a, oh, now shush, little girl. It's just, you don't understand. Um, so what happened next, Sam? Um, so what happened next is I sent an email um, that basically said, you know, here's a, a detailed timeline of our relationship. And here is what we're missing. Here's what went wrong. Here's what we know. Here's what I need specifically. Here are my concerns. Um, And in that, I was sort of backing up Beth and asking for transparency into the process so that we could at least know in the future if they weren't doing their job. And I was told in return, um, we received an email that said, Generally speaking, we do not provide provide SOPs for our internal work processes, as that is part of the secret sauce, in quotes, that differentiates us from our competitors. Which, uh, as I'm sure you can imagine, uh, really went well. Mm. Because um, I don't know if you know this, Eric, as a white man, but that saying special sauce? Secret sauce to me, really not, um, not really a thing that that is doesn't, okay doesn't to sit do. well with you. Yeah. No, especially seeing as had he been speaking to you, mm. there's absolutely no way he would have said, "Sorry, sweetie, that's our special sauce." So I took maybe half a half a breath, maybe half a breath <laughs> before I responded, and I could have taken a longer breath. But I didn't want to, um, because, mainly because this is it was a, a very solid example of typical misogyny that exists in work environments. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not new or really anything special, secret mm-hmm. sauce style. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you don't typically see an over explanation of. Uh, jargon, basic pro- concepts. Yeah, you know, just basic concepts that people, people, everyone's heard of secret sauce, right? Uh-huh. But uh-huh. no one goes around explaining it to everybody else. Yeah. Um, so I think what I said back to him, oh, um, so my part of the email says, uh, I personally have reached out multiple times to multiple members of your organization to gain insight, accountability, and understanding of how your company let such massive errors pass by and to date have simply been told you can't release SOPs because they are your special sauce. Uh, so then, what, Eric, what would your response to that be? If someone's like, hey, you know what? Something you said is kind of offensive, probably not sitting well. I think I did have a response to that, but I can't remember what it was. I mean, one of your responses was... Something along the lines of, we don't want their special sauce. I think we I did say, I'm like, transparency. I, I'm like <laughs> I, don't care. I don't care about your special sauce or your secret uh-huh. sauce. I just want you to do your job. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I want to hold yourself accountable and your com- company accountable to the job that we were paying you to do. That you didn't do. And you didn't do. Let me run something past you and tell me if this is how you think it should be responded to. <laughs> Finally, a point of clarification. 
I referenced secret sauce, not special sauce. And based off of the internal communications you shared with me earlier in the thread, it may be worth explaining that it is a commonly utilized phrase surrounding the concept of proprietary information. Those ingredients that differentiate a company from its competition. It became mainstream with the Big Mac from McDonald's. I did almost use KFC's 11 herbs and spices. Regardless, it is not information a company shares in any industry. Does that feel like an appropriate response, Eric? No. No? How no. come? No. What's wrong Maybe you say, I apologize for the error in statement or the assumption that you didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, this is not what we got. This is not what you got. Mm, I, got right? I got that. And then, do you, remember, do you remember what I said in response to that email? Because it was my favorite, <laughs> I think email that i have sent to date oh no what did you <laughs> and it's been my, so many months now and like a, okay, it's so getting blurry in my email my the specific paragraph is in addition to this i'd like to point out that the doubling down on your use of secret sauce and explaining the concept to me is both misogynistic and unnecessary i am well aware of the concept and had i needed an explanation have the same access to google as you do what I oppose is your use of such language in professional emails and assert that you would not use the same language as speaking to someone you recognize as being of the same gender. If you still fail to see why the use of this particular phrase is problematic, I'd suggest some further reading into relevant areas of business research <laughs> because I do not owe you the spoons to explain to you why you are being problematic. That's not right. what I need to do. Instead, he, <laughs> he took that as an opportunity to, um, no, to mansplain you mm-hmm. how business works yeah but even in doing so it still comes back is that how their business works <laughs> do they have some proprietary something they that, have a really bad secret because sauce. if they do that it went bad a long away. time ago you it's spoiled that, yeah you didn't put that in the fridge or maybe not at the right temperature in the freezer i'm not mm, really sure what it happened. had e coli it definitely had something and it was... cost us a lot mm-hmm. it did well i mean we figured it out but what happened following that is that yeah i think He'd responded with something like ridiculous, just like not an apology, not a nothing, mm-hmm. just a, yeah, well, too bad. So I was like, you know what? It was almost like a, we're going to have to agree to disagree. Yeah. Kind and of I thing. was like, you know what we're going to have to do? We're going to have to go ahead and put all this on hold because I'm not interested in mm-hmm. whatever you're selling right now. Mm-hmm. So then they um, decided that they were going to threaten us with attorneys, which also goes really well in my brain. And I have this weird ability, and I know it's strange, but I can read. Real weird. It applies to contracts, books, <laughs> magazines, whatever. Um, and I have this thing about signing contracts. Mm. Like, they have to be signed, and then once they're signed, you can reference back to those for the mm. expectations. And you know how the relationship mm. should go. You mean contracts actually mean something? Well, you know, holy shit. It's weird, huh? Mm. But even if someone with a vagina signs it. Oh, wow. I know, it's very strange. Do contracts have more power than, than special sauce? Mm. You know, I don't know. I think it depends which one has a penis. Hmm. And then really, it does. So, <laughs> um, so they were like, well, we're going to send you to collections. And granted, at this point, I have literally not said I'm not going to pay you. In fact, I've said I will pay you what <laughs> you are owed. All I need is to see what you're actually owed. Because at this point, you're charging us for services that we did, not right, what you did. Right, right. Right. So, like, I can't, I've been paying you all of this time and you haven't been doing your job. I'm not comfortable handing over more money without any understanding mm-hmm. as to mm-hmm. what is happening. So, they threatened to send me to collections, to which I said, okay, 
that's fine, right? Um, so next move, obviously, power move style is uh, an attorney. <laughs> Apparently, attorneys are scary. I don't know why people think attorneys are scary. I am not particularly bothered by said people. So I get an email from an attorney that says, you have to pay this or you're in violation. You know, fancy words that I'm not supposed to understand, but mm -hmm. are supposed to know are mm -hmm. scary. Um, and I, in turn, read the contract and the whole section that says dispute resolution, which weird is what's what we need right now um that actually says specifically what you should do in the event of a dispute so i do that thing and that mm -hmm. thing is arbitration through a specific company so mm -hmm. i you know i go to the company i fill out the, you follow the steps that are in the contract the yep i am able to follow simple instructions mm -hmm. i know that most people think women are only good for following recipes <laughs> in the kitchen but weirdly enough this applies to other places mm -hmm. so i send this out that company responds and they cc the other the attorney and say this is just to notify you that this has been open and blah, 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 blah. And the attorney responds back with, we don't agree to this. To which the arbitration company responds back with, you already did. It's in the contract. Can you just, just, I'm just letting you know that's all. And my, my second favorite line of an email comes next was the attorney saying, how do I make this stop? <laughs> to which the arbitration company just didn't reply. They were like, there was no answer. No, to they it. were just like, you know, I don't know how to explain this to you, sir. Um, so in that process, so the attorney obviously is frustrated with the fact that I have the ability to speak. Mm. Um, they also referred the account over to a collections company, and this poor person named Frank is like, hey, I have this on my desk. Can we chat about it? And I was like, hold, please. And I forwarded in the chain of emails and I was like, you want to let me know which one of you is in charge of this case? Because right now it looks like you're all just running around at sick with your head cut off. And Frank then offered us a settlement and I was like, here's the deal. I'm happy to pay what is owed. I don't want to pay less than what is owed. I just want to know what is actually owed. Please and thank please you. Please and thank you. I don't care what form it comes in. At this point, mm. you could send it by smoke signals and I would accept it because that would be fun. Mm. Um, and I finally, it just got left as, I think I got an email back that said, the attorney sent an email and said, I'm not in on this case anymore. <laughs> and then the collections dude was basically like, yeah, I don't, I don't care. I'm not interested. <laughs> and I haven't heard anything since. Mm. And um, it's really the strangest thing ever because like, you, 180 grand is a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that you thought you could just, not explain it just yeah explain it away with special sauce can you imagine <laughs> wipe any, the slate clean <laughs> any context no harm no foul in which another dude would say to you special sauce or secret sauce when we're not in a locker room i can't we're discussing <laughs> porn like <laughs> I don't, I oh god i think even then probably not <laughs> no probably not but you know you're not like hey dude check out my special <laughs> sauce <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dude. God. Dude, bro. No. Uh, no, no. I mean, I guess long story short, what you're saying is that testosterone doesn't make you any smarter. No. It doesn't make you any better of a business it leader. It doesn't make you right. It doesn't also does not make you right. Mm -hmm. No, no, that's um, a good one. Testosterone does not make not you make right. You right. Also, you know what you shouldn't do? You should not tell a female business owner that is of the same level as you to be good. That's mm. gross. I don't. I, 
Isn't it kind of like a be good? It's like a right? be good. Be good. Like a, I don't. Be good, sweetie. Yeah, uh huh. Like yeah. that. Like a misogynistic, mm-hmm. patronizing. I've never heard another man tell me be good. Nope. Have you ever heard another man ask you, tell you that he'll fly his jet up here and take you out to coffee? Never. No? Oh, weird. That happened to me on the same phone call. I was told to be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's strange. Um, Have you, how frequently have you heard? <laughs> this is like a radio scale, like never, never sometimes, sometimes, occasionally, always. always. Okay. How often are you told? <laughs> That's just not how business works. I'm oh, actually, I told that a lot. <laughs> well, yes. But like, you know, pre us using it as a coping mechanism. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> It's just uh, not sometimes, sometimes. Yeah, not like every time you suggest a business mm-hmm. process no, no. or anything. Yeah, it's weird. I hear it a lot. Mm. Uh, I had one person um, ask me, no, remind me that there's a difference between turnover and attrition. Mm. You know what's weird? I run a multi-million dollar company. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty clear. Thank you. Yep. Uh, it's not my fault you're salty that your turnover rates are poor <laughs> and mine are better than yours. But I actually uh, care about my employees yeah. and you? you care about money because yeah. you're a privileged white dude. I mean, that's <sighs> sadly, <laughs> sadly, that's the that's kind of the state of our field, right? Like, yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of private equity out there mm-hmm. um, in the field. And most of that is run by, you know. White dudes. White white men. Usually um, over 50 and very convinced of their own mm, self-worth. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And it's a system that we have to push against, push back on. Yeah. Um, you know, as our company, we, we definitely, like, we want nothing to do with, with that. Absolutely not. I'm not interested. Um, <laughs> like, right? <laughs> right? You don't, right? I mean... Having the money no, is great, I mean, but have, like at what cost? Well, because I mean, we've even had some employees come through that have had a very quick lesson mm-hmm. on the patriarchy. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a couple employees who've tried this whole like the the body positioning thing of like I'm going to stand here so that you are intimidated and you're going to back down and like the mm-hmm. almost like the passive misogynistic things mm-hmm. that don't work with me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to call you on it in every moment, and if you want to step, we can step. Like, I'm not interested. Um, and people will very frequently, this look goes comes over their face, and it's like, what the fuck is happening? Mm. There's a very easy test. This is a good <laughs> one. And lots of women know about this test. When you're walking, usually in, like, Home Depot, Lowe's, gas station, whatever, every time a man walks towards you, just don't be the one to move. Do you know how many times you will be shoulder checked and how many times you will be called a bitch? Because it's a lot. Mm. Because we're supposed to move. Sorry, curiously. I'm going to repeat that. So, a lot, it's a, it's sort of like an experiment. And there are, I would assume most women are clear on this. I mean, do this, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like a, a, hidden, a hidden thing. Mm-hmm. A social experiment. Yeah. yeah. When we're walking in public and there's, you know, men around we are expected to be the ones who move out of the man's path. Mm-hmm. So when you don't, as a woman, you get shoulder checked a lot. Mm. And then you get called a bitch a lot. Mm. And when you look at someone and you're like, why didn't you move? The look is like, 
why the fuck would how I? Dare you? How yeah. dare you? Yeah. Like, I've had men full on, like, smash into me, which, thankfully, I have an advantage. I do what I do for a job. I know how to brace myself so I'm not going to move. You're going to look like a fool. I don't know what to tell you. And then it's almost like that insult to their ego that is like, I just got, I just got shoulder checked and this, this, this girl Mm. didn't even flinch. How fucking dare you? How dare you like, whatever, belittle me or Mm. on public. Yeah. (laughs) It's lots of fun, but I mean, secret sauce and be good is definitely up there on my list of misogyny examples. So is there, what are some lessons that we can like, what what can we teach someone in in, the, in these situations? Like, like as a man in business, right? Like, what really what should thing. what should I what should I be doing well, I, or not doing? There's a really simple thing. Mm-hmm. Whatever you go to say to something to somebody, mm-hmm. even like in writing, because that's the easiest way to start. Read it as if you were talking to a man, and be like, you mm-hmm. know what? Is my buddy going to be like? Are you for real with this? What do you right? Yeah, right. Have a, someone that you can call, like another, like a, a woman, and be like, I just wrote this response and I feel like maybe it's a little problematic, but I don't know where and I don't know how to fix that. I do that with people all the time. I, someone will have an email typed up and I was mm-hmm. like, you should take that out because it's really offensive. <laughs> but all you have to do is reach out and find somebody. Mm-hmm. You, we're happy to give you the spoons if you want to learn about it. But I think that, that's been the one, the most helpful things for me is, like just asking and saying like, hey, I'm gonna put this message out. Like, can you read it back to me and tell me where if I'm if I'm coming off too harsh? Like I know I have a tendency and my initial words that come out of my brain are just like mm, right. And I know that I have to temper it. All right. And so I a lot of times ask before I send a message out, like, hey, I'm about to send this out. <laughs> Am I should I fix coming it? off like a douchebag <laughs> in this right. in this statement? Like, right. how does it, this sound to you? Um, and I mean, I think because we've had, I think even you and I have had moments like you have said something or like in response to something that has been, I want to say misogynistic, but it's more like patriarchy mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I'll be like, okay, patriarchy. <laughs> and I think even having a person that can be like, huh, okay, that's fine. No, is helpful. But you have to be able to hear that feedback in order to get it right like if every time you do something that you are going to do because you are a white presenting male that Mm -hmm. was raised in a society that puts those people at the top Mm -hmm. if you are not able to hear feedback every time i go to say hey that thing you just did really offensive and you're like fuck you bitch no one's ever going to tell you you're never going to get better and you're going to insult people for the rest of your life this is going to come off i don't know how it's going to come off (laughs) let's find out (laughs) um and it's not a woe is me, right? That's not what I'm saying. <clears throat> However, I will say, like, a lot of this does make life hard. But yeah. I don't mean it makes life hard in that, uh, oh, I feel so terrible for myself. Um, it's it's doing unlearning. Mm-hmm. And unlearning habitualized behavior, stuff that has been ingrained within our culture that, and, that was expected of us to do, it's it's hard to unlearn. Very. And I I know that I make mistakes all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, now I can kind of joke around about a lot of things. Like I joke around with you all, all the time, and I say, oh, I think say some pretty misogynistic things. Oh, one hundred percent. But I do it like as a I am mocking 
what we typically experience, right? Well, yeah, what we see, like, what I we mean, experience, and what we're taught. and That's also our, like, our just who we are as people. Mm-hmm. I have definitely said out loud, like, eventually someone's going to hear you say something to me in public and deck you before I have a true, chance to be like... True, true. I mean, we, we'll go out in public and I'll be saying things <laughs> oh that are very God. problematic. So, but I'm like, I know I can get away with it. Yeah. And, I'll be like, oh, okay, sure. But I, again, I am saying it because it's it's my mocking of mm-hmm. the patriarchal systems and practices that are out mm-hmm. there constantly. Like, I've been with you at Home Depot. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, I see, like, the men, like, literally give you the head to toe Whoa. and then back up again. Mm-hmm. And then follow me Stare and then, and then following around and looking at it in your corner of your eye. And I have to kind of step in and <laughs> kind of give them the eye, like, hello. <laughs> what and then they're like, like, and they're like, oh, you know. Oh, um, God. There's another man here. And it's like, you know what? The funny thing is, is that I'm the scary one. Like, if anyone is likely to hit you in the face in public, it's me. It's not Eric. He's got to be real true. chill about it. That's I'll very true. You. That's very true. <laughs> so, yeah. But, like, yes. I mean, I think we might really, I think we will actually take some data on, like, Home Depot or something about, like, you know, the problematic. Yeah, we're going to go in with tally counters and stuff. And yeah. They're going to be like, what are y'all doing? I'll be like triggering myself in the name of science. It's fine. I mean, we've already de- been doing that. We just haven't taken the hard data on yeah. it. It was more of a, hey, what's what would happen if you if, if you do this and, and you look at this person while they're looking at me? Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's a definite difference between how I'm dressed too. Like mm-hmm. if I go dressed like I am right now, mm-hmm. just like work boots, a beanie, and a hoodie, people are like, they'll glance. But if I'm in professionals, like dress pants or mm-hmm. like whatever, it's like full on like gawking, mm-hmm. and I'm like. I am not that special. Like, I'm not trying to undermine myself, but, like, it's not me. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact that I am a woman. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't go out in public without someone staring at me and making me feel uncomfortable. No. And then when I stare back, they're like, why are you staring at me? How dare you? <laughs> How dare so, you? So, yeah, yeah it's a... Uh, um, I mean, we talked about this last time. We're going to talk a lot more about these kinds of things and where where we see a lot of these misogynistic practices. Mm-hmm. Practices, I don't even know. Practices, practices is, is not really the right word. It's just systems. Just it's just the way things yeah. are, um, mm-hmm. and it's so embedded into everything that we do. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, mm-hmm. like you said, just because you have a vagina, vagina, just because you have a penis, doesn't make you smarter. Doesn't make you Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make you a better human being. Just yeah, you just happen to have a penis. I don't know why yeah. that feels such like such a special yeah. accomplishment. You didn't do anything for it. You didn't earn it. Nope. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. All right. So, so anyway, on to a little beer time. Let's we'll finish do up. It. Finish up with a little beer. All right. I mean, I'm, you're not going to drink. No, because I'm driving. I mean, so am I. Yeah, but I have to drive like downtown. I have to take my kid <laughs> to the okay. So. In this week's offering, I have, it's called Spruce Goose. Why were you Scottish when you said that? I don't know. (laughs) Spruce Goose. Spruce Goose? It is a experimental pale ale from Laurelwood Brewing Company out of Portland. Why is it experimental? Does it have LSD in it? It's probably like uh, some kind of new batch type of thing, a new whatever. It's not like a... What is it? They just leave. What is it that's legal here? Um, Mushroom. Yeah, but like, what's in there? That they do it as a therapy. Oh, psilocybin. Psilocybin. There you go. So it's not psilocybin beer. 
<laughs> no, but think? God, I wish it was. <laughs> Listen, that's the thing. <laughs> I mean, then I wouldn't be going anywhere after I drink it for sure. <laughs> maybe. Um, so anyway, it it says it's, it's called spruce goose. So I'm wondering it has like maybe like um, some kind of like piney type. I'm like, does it taste like a goose? Well, you know what spruce goose is, right? No. So the spruce goose was a plane. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That was built by Howard Hughes. Mm-hmm. It was this big wooden plane. He got a military contract to build this Bruce Goose, mm-hmm. like millions of dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Spent on this thing, mm-hmm. and, and it, then it and crashed. it flew like a hundred feet. No shit, Sherlock. That, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, so you know, there was a whole the whole movie. <laughs> it had Leonardo DiCaprio in it uh, about Howard Hughes. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, talk about problematic white dudes. Howard Hughes. I was going to say, I feel like all I know about Howard Hughes <laughs> is problematic people. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm going to assume this is going to have some kind of piney something something. Okay. So we'll I'm not going to offer you any because you're, you're a woman and you can't have any. You're supposed to be in the kitchen cooking, <laughs> <God>. not drinking. <laughs> and I, didn't you give this to me? Yeah. Or did I, I buy so. it myself? I don't Maybe know. you were with me? I don't know. Ramshin. But it says Rammstein. <laughs> now, uh, Rammstein I, now I'm going to go listen there. to some Rammstein on the way home. I'm going to do it. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Anyway. Um, pouring into my mug. Stein. It's Rammstein. Looking nice and frothy. Look at that. That has a lot of head on it. <laughs> Not in a... I mean, it does smell kind of like... I don't smell it. it's on me. Yeah? It smells, I guess, almost piney. Yeah. Piney, piney. I mean, I guess that's probably why it calls blue shoes, right? That makes sense, I guess. Um, crap, man. It's really <laughs> bitter. Is it? Mm-hmm. Where's your, is that your bitter beer face? Hmm. I don't like it. You it's like, like it? bitter, but it's like this bitter, is gonna sound weird. Better? This is gonna sound weird, but juicy. <laughs> <laughs> you have people and your weird beer thing. <laughs> it's liquid, of course. It's like, juicy. <clears throat> But like, there's like a sweetness to it. It's kind of weird. And I do kind of like it. Mm. As far as IPAs go. All right. Brewed and canned by Laurelwood Brewing Company in Portland. All right. And I, I mean, I want to give it like, I can give it three, three hooves. All right. Um, now, it says here, celebrating the 75th anniversary year of flight. November 2nd, 1947. Mm-hmm. So I guess that was the day that the spruce goose flew, crashed, flew. <laughs> Got it. It didn't get very far. Obviously. And there's a QR code on it. What's that do? For the Evergreen Aviation and Space Museum. Is that the one that has uh, the water park in it now? Out I don't know. Mendo? I don't know. It's Kira's like favorite place. Let me see. What's it called? The Evergreen Aviation and Space Museum. Let's see. I remember seeing some big building when I was, when we went on vacation last year. There's some huge, look like a giant yeah, plane that's hanging. It. So it's. I mean, um, it's like massive. Yeah, it's massive, and there's a couple of buildings, and they opened an indoor water park there too. That's like <laughs> that's plane. Interesting. Themed, and I took Kira there this summer. Hmm. She loved it. I hated it because I don't like germs and I think indoor pools are gross. So I don't know if this is like a fundraiser for that thing. Maybe. Here, wait. Let me let me bust open my camera. We'll it's a pretty out. looking can. It is. Here, give me your QR code. Oh. 
Let's see what happens. Nothing. I'm just kidding. Uh, the Spruce Goose turned 75. There's a Spruce Goose exhibit. Uh, and you can donate. Hmm. I don't know if you're donating the Spruce Goose or Evergreen or... There you so, go. So it's a cause. It is a cause. So it deserves some piggy points. It does. It does. They're raising $75,000 for a new Spruce Goose experience and exhibit in celebration of the 75th anniversary of its historic flight. I mean, I can appreciate a cause. Yeah, it's a cause. I don't it's know. Like <laughs> I don't know that this is what I'm like. Oh, yeah, let's sign up for <laughs> let's that one. Celebrate more weddings. <laughs> but I mean, I guess history. History is a good thing. Um, can I give it like two points? It, yeah, I was gonna like give it half a point. Half a point. How about I just give it one point? There you go. I get one pig, work. One, one piggy, piggy point. point. You get one for effort. One for effort. Because, <laughs> so I mean, itchy. does anyone really care about the Spruce Goose? I mean, I 75 mean, years ago, someone flew a plane a couple hundred feet. <laughs> that was made out of wood. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it didn't crash. It just didn't fly. I mean, it barely flew. Like, how barely flew? Like, we're talking five feet off the ground? Like, I think it got like, you know, like 100 feet off the ground or something like that. See, that sounds like crashing to me. Like, I had to come back down. That's a long way. No, I mean, it, it, I mean, I, <laughs> like I don't know. I wasn't there, yeah, I right? Know. Now, okay. Well, but I'll I mean, it out. flew. It just wasn't a very, I mean, I mean, depending on who you are, it was successful. <laughs> I think most people were like, no, that was not successful. That's not how we And it's just a big ass plane that just now sits somewhere in a hangar somewhere. And like, spent a lot of money on Taking it. a lot of space. Yeah. For no reason. Anyhow. Anyhow. All that is to say. I don't know what it's to say. Don't be a three, three, <laughs> three, uh, three hooves and one piggy point. Three hooves, one. So piggy yeah, point. that's a spruce goose Got by it. Laurel Wood. Got it. Mm -hmm. All right. So sweet. Anyway, that was a fun. That was a fun one. It was. Um, men suck. Men are pigs. <sighs> I have a book. Oh my god, I should have pulled it out. Remember, I bought it. It's like a. It's not meant to be a joke book because it's written by a white dude, but it's called "Not mm. All Men Are Pigs," <laughs> and it's like a, just a whole book on how uh, not all men are awful, mm. but women are stupid. I don't know. That's right, Sam. Not all men. Yeah, damn it. It doesn't matter that it is most men. It's fine. <laughs> Anyways, no, you're not wrong. So we'll be back. I think in two weeks, right? Is that our? Yeah, uh, you're setting the schedule. Oh, that's right. Fucking yeah. a. All right. Well, two right. weeks. So yeah. We'll do another topic. It'll probably be mansplaining related. Or Oh, so I need to gear up? Yeah. Get ready. Do I need to get all mansplaining? Get ready for your ego to turn do I need to, to Do I need to school you, Sam, in the next episode? Listen, we all know how fragile white men's egos are. So, like, maybe just prep I'm only, it a little bit. I'm only mostly white. So you're only mostly white? <laughs> I'm, half, I'm half. I'm half <laughs> fragile. Okay. Uh, all right. Anyway, all that is to say what, Sam? Don't be a dick. Mm -hmm. Humaning is hard. It's one of my goals. This year. Don't be a dick? Yeah. I bought you a present. It has to do with don't be a dick, but I have to make it first, and I'm very excited. This is going to be interesting. <laughs> the giggle. Um, Go take a bath. Fuck you. And the horse you rode in on, okay? <laughs> it's a goat. Yeah, fine. Fuck you and the goat you rode in on. <laughs> okay. All right. I got to go take my kid to a card shop. All right. Okay, bye. Mm -hmm. We made a whole set of awards mm -hmm. that were uh, things like, uh, 
<laughs> I, as for men, like I went to the presentation of someone I'm not sleeping with. I didn't raise my hand to tell a female presenter why she was wrong. That's an award 